Hello and welcome to Illy's Coffee Talks. Season 3 is going to be about all my favorite topics including slow living, inner work, entrepreneurship, creativity, spirituality, slow traveling and health. I am Ophélie Cabanero, your host. Enjoy the episode. Good afternoon, Evelyn. Hello, Ophélie. It's the second time now that you are here, that we are here together. Yeah, I'm super looking forward to it. Um, the first time was already maybe two, three years ago. Yes. And I, I remember we talked about cool things or they were definitely super interesting and inspiring. So I'm really excited for this one. Yes, thank you so much. Last time we were in a cafe mm-hmm. on the veranda, that was also lovely. Yeah, And now we see each other online. But I'm also very excited to speak about my favorite stuff, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that you are a psycho- psychotherapist or psychologist? Yeah, it's psychologist and psychotherapist, exactly. Mm-hmm. And you are also a yoga teacher, And what else? How do you describe yourself? (laughs) Yeah, I'm also, well, I'm teaching meditation since many years. The Mm -hmm. first thing that I've actually studied was sophrology, Mm -hmm. which is not so known in the English or German speaking areas, but it's very well known in France and Mm -hmm. the French part of Switzerland. And it all started with that. That's a consciousness training. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, I always try to, besides the psychology study, to do something in the spiritual realm already. Mm-hmm. So did sophrology, I also always forget that you do that. <laughs> uh, did sophrology lead to this spiritual psychology um, mix or? Yes, yes, I would say so. Because basically I was, um, at the time I was an athlete, I was a snowboard competitor and I got to know this uh, sophrology as a form of mental training mm-hmm. and um, it helped me so much in the in the, in the winning in the in the in the, in the um, figures that I did I did freestyle and even when I was uh, I had an injury and I uh, focused on mentally training figures and I could do them afterwards mm. on the snow I was so impressed at that how much we can you know how much more we can mm-hmm. use our consciousness than mm-hmm. we think so that I decided first to do this sophrology training or education. And then parallel, I did psychology studies because nobody knew sophrology. So I thought mm-hmm. I might as well do something like a, a good base. But I must say, speaking now about psychology, I was very disappointed about the studies. You know, it was so, in my view, so mm-hmm. dry. Mm-hmm. So that after two years, I I I, I intended to stop mm-hmm. and become a teacher, but then I went. I looked into teaching, and I said, no, 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 I'm already <laughs> too old for that, or I yeah. I can't do it. So I went back to the studies. I started only when I was 25, mm-hmm. and um, and I did it. But I did it, and I was at the same time. Of course, there was inspiring stuff, but mm-hmm. there was also a lot of statistics yeah. and. You know, just very dry. And I thought, how how will I become a good therapist like mm-hmm, that? You know. Mm-hmm. So for me, the addition with sophrology and then my spiritual path was always like a, a normal development for me mm-hmm. in order to do something useful. You know, I like beside the study, I needed some exercises of sophrology, which I could apply at home and, and you know, go in and meditate and research. And it was for me, in a way, the practical part of the Mm -hmm. psychology studies I found in sophrology. Mm -hmm. Interesting. I -hmm. didn't know you did it first also. That's super interesting. Mm -hmm. And so now you are offering your, we we, we fast forward many years, but now you offer your uh, spiritual psychology training that starts in March and I'm interested in hearing a bit bit more about this mix of spirituality and psychology and how how they complement each other or 
what what you have to say about it hmm. yeah of course it's a big topic and it's mm. my in a way so far lifelong topic because mm -hmm. i've been 30 years on the path on a spiritual path and 20 years i i do psychotherapy so i call it spiritual psychotherapy mm -hmm. so the difference between psychology and psychotherapy mm -hmm. is that a psychology a psychologist studies psychology in the university And a psychotherapist does after that, mm -hmm. like a four to six year training in psychotherapy so that you can treat illnesses, mm -hmm. psychological illnesses. And I mean, there, there's a lot to say about the words also, spirit, yeah. and, spirit and psychotherapy. We can come back to that maybe later. But basically said, it's, it's, it's like... Some people would say it's not possible to bring them together because they are kind of different aspects of our existence. So psychotherapy has the view that there is uh, illnesses and diagnoses. I was just in a, in a continuing education and they said it's 55,000 illnesses we have currently that we name, we can name, wow. not only in the psychological area, mm -hmm. but and then we give diagnoses and we give mm -hmm. codes for that. So we have the view that we have this diagnosis. There's something wrong with the human being. There's illnesses. Mm -hmm. There is a norm. And we try to find treatment for mm -hmm. those illnesses. And then we work on ourselves. And I'm, I like psychotherapy also. I'm not, you know, like I'm not against it because I, I still love my profession. But the view on it is like we somehow came away from the norm mm -hmm. and we have to work on ourselves. To get whole again mm -hmm. and I would say we could always work on ourselves of course there is more deviances and less you know there's like a, an area where you can just do self-development and there's areas where we go into psychosis and schizophrenia where you know somehow treatment is needed otherwise you yeah. somehow can't exist in this world yeah. but somehow the view is that we are not whole we have to work on ourselves do therapy in order to get whole or in order to come into the norm again. Whereas in the spiritual view, how I, I understand it, is the spiritual view has the view that we are already whole, mm -hmm. that we are, you know, the, 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 the pure self. We are one with everything and in the core, like the core self. This is a, a term that Heinz Kohut already, I think, in the 50s or 60s used, the core self is in itself untouched and whole. Mm -hmm. And the spiritual view is how can we recognize this mm. core? And once we recognize it, in a way, we can just live. We can integrate the personality aspects and the, the deficiencies. And, you know, we don't even have to work on them because we know in the core we are whole. Mm. Makes sense. And why I felt it's rich to bring those together is because I myself have moved back and forth in these two worlds. You know, I went to India, to retreats, to teachers, to enlightened masters. And then I came back into my psychotherapy practice and I always went back and forth. And then I, all of a sudden I said, no, I don't want to always go back and forth. Why not bring it in mm -hmm. and, and work with both aspects mm -hmm. with the clients. So that could be that, I am just sitting in that core self and I'm inviting the people into that space or, or, you know, or also even guiding them in a little meditation in that where they can recognize the core self. And then we can still work on the personality part. But it's really like a, a different view that in the core, we are always one. We are always whole, already whole, mm -hmm. already home. Yeah. I think it makes a big difference if you see or treat people from that perspective rather than you have something wrong uh, that needs to be fixed, like this illness and that, like it puts the person, I mean, like you said, maybe there are some men mental illnesses that really need the, um, the fix, the drug or whatever. But I think if you see people from this perspective it helps them maybe heal quicker because if you say i know for example for for stuff i've had physically 
or from heard from friends who went to psychotherapists and they told them there's nothing i can do for you <laughs> you're fucked it <laughs> it just creates more fear and more pain and it's not helping at all or the other way around a psychotherapist can also say no you're fine you don't need help yeah. and then you're also sure. like okay what can i do yeah yeah I would say yes, what do you say? Um, there's also some um, writers, I, I don't know if I can recall who said it, that, ah, uh, yeah, Tom Holmes' um, Voyages uh, to the Inner World, he, mm -hmm. he writes that um, psychotherapy uh, accelerates if the therapist has a deep knowing of who they truly are. Mm -hmm. It's just an, an accelerator because you're you kind of, you know, you see the client coming in with the issues and you take that serious, mm -hmm. but you see them at the same time already as healed. Mm -hmm. And that is a totally different, and that's yeah. very healing. You know, we know it in the placebo, placebo effect. Mm -hmm. If you know you take a pill and it has nothing in it and you are convinced it will help you, it helps you mm -hmm. in most cases, sure. you know. So the, the 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 whole attitude of the therapist has an enormous effect also on the healing. And there is some um, interesting people in this world. Uh, Jakob Bösch, for example, he was a psychiatrist in, in Basel in the, in the psychiatric clinic. Or also Klaus-Dieter Platsch, a, a German doctor. And they talk about the medicine of the 21st century or maybe soon 22nd century, that the new medicine, it will no more be uh, that we think I'm the doctor, I'm the psychotherapist, I'm, I'm going to try to heal mm -hmm. this person. But it's more like we need consciousness for the next step in medicine and in psychotherapy to be aware that the healing is not coming from here, or from the method, the, although the methods that, that I'm coming from Gestalt therapy, this is mm -hmm. a very beautiful method. Mm -hmm. But in my past, I also realized the big breakthroughs I had when, when I realized, wow, I'm much bigger than this person. I'm much more. And when consciousness comes into the, the healing part and we realize, wow, it's consciousness which will heal itself through this process, then a total different area comes. And they say, then true healing is really possible. Mm -hmm. If it, they don't say everybody will heal, you know, like it's not said that everybody with cancer, everybody with schizophrenia will heal, but then we have a total different uh, view on, 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 on what will heal. Mm. And that said, I just want to say, I also know some clients who are very happy to get a diagnosis. So this is, again, mm -hmm. psychotherapy. Mm -hmm. Some people, for example, in borderline or in schizoaffective disorders or whatever, some people struggle and struggle and people say, yeah, yeah, this will, you know, pass through. But once they realize, ah, oh, this has a name, mm -hmm. and they know how to treat it, it can also create okay. yeah. Good you know, That's also important to know. Yeah. yeah. I did a, another podcast about that with uh, a friend who is a, psychologist, uh, yoga teacher, and data healer, and a nurse at the psychiatric mm. hospital. And she said, or she, she, I mean, she doesn't know either. I don't know either, but I would like, and maybe you don't know, but you have a perspective on this, that schizophrenia, for example, or people who, yeah, hear voices or whatever, could it be? something else than schizophrenia could it be that they have a gift and they don't know how to use it and they're scared of it yeah and i would say it's it's a very interesting question i was very interested of that also when i was working in psychiatric hospitals mm -hmm. and i actually wanted to do my final uh, work in the mm -hmm. studies around uh, psychosis mm -hmm. of the state of consciousness because I was exactly interested around that. Mm -hmm. And we could say yes and no. You know, I think people who have psychosis or who, who feel more, you know, or perceive mm -hmm. more, they're very sensitive beings. We could mm -hmm. say that. And maybe they have a, a special skill. I was very interested in that. Mm -hmm. When they told, told me they hear the, 
the drums from Africa, you know, I, I was very, I was there and I was mm. really interested to, to, to listen what they had to say. But then when I looked into the, you know, the, the whole picture of the, how do you say the, the schizophrenia, what it consists of the, like the, the difficult part in schizophrenia is not, of course, the hallucinations and the fears are also, um, you know, very frightening. But mm -hmm. the difficult part in that is that they have a, a disruption of the sense of self. So they're, they don't know in, in those states, they don't know anymore who they really are. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So their whole uh, me, sense of me, mm -hmm. is, is totally fragmented. So they cannot just have hallucinations and then they come back to okay here is me again but it's 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 a very uh, fractured state of self and this already you know this at the base is the problem that's yeah. what I got to understand because otherwise you could say hey let's use this that's yeah. what I thought when I was yeah. younger let's use this skill mm -hmm. and maybe heal it with spirituality mm -hmm. But it's not so easy mm -hmm. if the sense of self is fractured. And actually, just today I had a, um, a discussion with a, a healer friend, and she also asked, well, in spirituality, people want to be free of the I, of the ego. Mm -hmm. But but why not? You know, like, uh, I mean, then a lot of, a lot of uh, psychological illnesses, they're also free of the ego. So why <laughs> not? Yeah. You know, what's the danger? And yeah. the danger is that if we are not grounded, and that's why also sophrology and psychotherapy says we have to first come into this body, mm -hmm. ground ourselves, realize the I, the ego, you know, because this sense of, hey, I'm also this body helps us to exist and coexist in this world. And once we have a good establishment in that, then we can open. If we open too fast to the spiritual world, it can also. Uh, mm. I know some people who had psychosis after mm. that. Mm. But that you do you decide, or do, or do you mean when they do plant medicine or something like that? In plant medicine, and we also speak in psychology of a predisposition, mm. which of course often you don't know. There is a predisposition yeah. in us, but you can sense that if you're you know, like a predisposition to get a psychosis, psychosis or mm -hmm. not. Mm -hmm. But you can, you can a little bit sense that like, if you are very sensitive mm -hmm. and like, for example, we could say, if you dissociate easily, if mm -hmm. you lose the sense of grounding very easily, if, if you had maybe smoked the joint once and you realized, wow, I'm already seeing uh, faces or whatever, mm -hmm. like, or you're very, very slim or you have a lot of trauma in the background then you then you mm. know hey mm. i have to maybe be just a little bit careful mm -hmm. and it doesn't you know i also worked with people with psychosis and with them i just said who meditate with them i just mm. said look there is times for meditation mm -hmm. and there's times for no meditation mm. and you can start to to feel that you know mm -hmm. time for no meditation is when you feel like oh I'm, you know, I'm going out there, I'm losing the grounding. Mm -hmm. and, 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 and then it's just no meditation, grounding, walking, breathing, basic stuff, you know. Yeah. So it's, yeah. a good, it's a good reminder to, I mean, the whole talk is about that. I feel the, the all the things you have to say and this combination of spirituality and psychology, it, it depends who you are. It depends what you have or whatever it depends on every situation basically that's what of what what you need if you need maybe more psychotherapy more spirituality more meditation more, more whatever it is yeah it's not a fixed recipe it's not here is the thing it will heal you it's a good reminder and it's yes. like that for everything in life yes and i would say since i'm um, giving spiritual psychotherapy in my practice, but I'm also offering this continuing education uh, during nine months with four modules. This is, I would say, maybe also for people who are a bit better, we call it better structured. So 
I wouldn't recommend to a, a psychotic person to come to see me in spiritual psychotherapy. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, I and and also the the education. It's I would say it's for people who just they see it and they know I want to go there. You know, yes. it's like because it's like. Um, yeah, you have to be interested in one in one part to do the shadow work, to do the work on yourself and ground and, you know, and to look at the blind spots and all that. And at the same time, to be very curious, how can I enlarge this by the spiritual component? Mm -hmm. And in the training, I will have the focus highly on the spiritual aspect because I feel in what... <laughs> In one demonstration I did in a, in a Gestalt therapy congress, I said, the world needs more awake psychotherapists. Yeah. And of course, it's a very provocative thing to yeah. say, because awakening you cannot do. Yeah. But you can, in a way, uh, push yourself a little bit into this, into this way. And this is my education. This education, spiritual psychotherapy, focuses on that. Mm -hmm. How can I awaken to who I truly am? Mm -hmm. This is for me the end of the spiritual quest, the mm -hmm. end of the spiritual search. And it sounds so amazing, oh, enlightenment, awakening, but it's actually very simple and very silent. It's just the recognizing, mm -hmm. ah, I'm this core, this true self inside of me, which mm -hmm. is already here, which I've always overlooked. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And this core, this true self, is connected with everything else. So basically, I realized that I'm not just this body-mind organism. I'm much vaster than that. Yeah. And here we come again to the ter terminology, you know, the spiritual or spiritus. I think in, in Latin, is it? I wrote it down in Latin. is called, spiritus means the breath, like a light breath, the hauch. So spiritual is like it's a very it's a very subtle thing, you know. It's like you can't really grasp it. Yeah, what yeah. is it? You know, that's why you can't use it in psychotherapy because it's not like it's very subtle. So it's it's a breath. And then psyche means it's the soul. Mm -hmm. and, and, and in psychology we speak about the soul and the mind, but also the soul is something very subtle. So we mm -hmm. could say on one level, it's even like they call it a, a pleonasm, like spirituality and psychology means mm -hmm. in a way in the core a bit the same. Mm -hmm. But it has been kind of separated because psychology, you can, it, it, it's scientific, you know, mm -hmm. it's like mm -hmm. you, can, you can have methods and you can measure it and etc. Mm -hmm. Spiritual is very fluid is very subtle in yoga we call it the subtle body you know mm -hmm. it's very difficult to measure and that's why a lot of psycholo psychologists or psychotherapists say yeah yeah you know this esoteric stuff <laughs> but in the essence you know it, it it's 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 it has the same stem it comes you know it comes from the same roots these two things but it was it was you no who who kind of linked both I, yes. I don't know much about it but yes I've heard it there's a couple and i think jung was one of the first in his mystical aspects and that's why they threw him out also in the psychoanalytical world because they felt no if he hears things in, yeah. in the room and stuff this is not scientific and yeah. you know when i studied in university in zurich there was no jung it was mm -hmm. only Freud and, and behavioral therapist. And Jung, you could do facultative, you know, yeah, yeah. because they, you know, and I thought it was a catastrophe, you know. I, here I'm studying psychology and Jung has been living 10 minutes from here in Kisnach, yeah. where I grew up, and there's no Jung, you know. Yeah. But this is, this is a little bit what I deal with now too. It's like if you're going in the realm of spirituality, and you cannot measure what what that is. Mm. You're leaning out the window a lot, you know. Mm. And you're a little bit like, um, you know, I said maybe hundred years ago, or I don't know, two hundred years ago, I would have been burned, or you know, totally banished for sure for that. <laughs> but I think we are really living in a time. And and Jung was one of the first. And there is also modern psychotherapy methods like Gestalt therapy, where I come mm -hmm. from 
who has awareness in it or the IBP, the in, uh, Integrative Body Psychotherapy. They also speak about the true self. So I think the, the modern psychotherapy or positive psychotherapy or what you did, POV. Mm -hmm. or, you know it. Yeah. yeah. Or MBSR, MBSR, you know, all these mm -hmm. modern things, MBCT, mm -hmm. the cognitive awareness therapy. I think it's felt that now spirituality is slowly, slowly coming into the psychotherapy or coming back into the psychotherapy. Mm. And even in my curric curriculum, this uh, spiritual psychotherapy, now I, I, I corresponded with the Swiss uh, Psychology Association, FSP, mm -hmm. and they, um, they said, okay, we're going to acknowledge the the points for continuing education cool. um for psychologists so uh, it shows that um it's you changing. know it's changing yeah that's great the world is changing and i think also the profession the, the openness towards the spiritual aspects is changing mm -hmm. yeah yeah you talked about pov and i that's why i i was curious also to hear your point of view on the subject so psychology of vision it means pov or pov means psychology of vision and it's a psychotherapist who developed the technique and it's super scientific i mean it's with psychology basics or methods or knowledge for example the whole oedipus thing that that uh When you're a kid, you love, uh, when you're a boy, you love your mom. And when you're a girl, you love your dad. And then later in life, you got to check this out a little bit. <laughs> and, and so I had, I, I learned that. And I don't think, I mean, I knew the, the Greek tragedy, right? Of the same name. But I didn't really know that we all had to look at that. And so basic knowledge, but then combined with weird exercises, you know, like spiritual exercises, like joining, you know, like looking at each other in the eyes and letting the emotions rise or um, sending energetically an emotion like love or something to another person who is not in the room even. Mm -hmm. Or all these exercises that you think, what? <laughs> mm. But who work on another level. And it helped me a lot, especially in my relationship, my lo uh, romantic lo relationship, or any relationship, actually. Because for me, yes, it's great to learn and, and understand things with the mind, but it has its limits. This is how I understand it. And then once those limits are reached, then you can work on another level. And this is why I think both are great together, yeah? To Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I would say, yes, for you, for example, this is totally the case. And for me also. And then for each person, we have to look what's the best for them. You know, I know some people who psychoanalysis was very great and mm -hmm. i know some psychotherapists who work very pure since years in their tradition and they're very good at what they do so mm -hmm. that's also very valid you know so i wouldn't say it's only this mix mm -hmm. but this is this is what i burn for because i come from a, a background of walking both roads mm -hmm. and i think you also because you also have the yoga background mm -hmm. and in yoga We have a lot of, of work with the subtle body, a lot of breathing. I mean, breathing, we don't talk about breathing in psychotherapy, you know, but breathing, I mean, spiritual, you know, and also in psych, psych, psyche, I think, uh, is also the breath is also in the, in the name, but we don't really use it. Or example, for example, the chakras, you know, and the energetical centers, you can do a lot with that. Mm -hmm. so I think it's joyful to integrate. And yet, I think for some people, it's good to have a very puristic psychotherapy, you know, mm -hmm. classical stuff. And I also did it. And I think it's, it's nice to go pure for a while mm -hmm. and then maybe, and then maybe open up. Yep. 
And I think the important thing to know is that psychotherapy and psychoanalysis is also one of the psychotherapy methods. A lot of people don't know what what is psychotherapy mm-hmm. really. There's many different schools. Mm-hmm. All the psychotherapists, they did a psychological studies or a medical doctor studies if they're psychiatrists. And then they did one of the schools, gestalt therapy, psychoanalysis, talk ther- psychotherapy, etc. So psychotherapy is working on the mind and on the emotions. That's the level where psychotherapy works. So basically, we could also say to bring yourself from the mind a little bit more into the feeling, mm-hmm. feeling the feelings, talking about the feelings, mm-hmm. and also feeling the body, you know, feeling, okay, if I cannot say what I feel, what do I feel in the body? Ah, oh, I feel a little bit tension in the neck, or, ah, oh, okay, I can, mm-hmm. you know, just exploring the body the emotions in the mind, but mostly the cognition, the mind, and the emotions. Now, spiritual psychotherapy goes one level deeper or one level further, and that is it goes from the emotions into the essence level, the essence where you, the true self, the core self is, and where everything is linked with everything. So it's it's a totally... It's a different perspective because it's really like a how can I feel that I'm much vaster than this body? And in that, if I feel that and if I feel connected with everything, it's not so strange to send energy to somebody because you realize you're already connected, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's no more esoteric, but it's something that becomes more and more like a felt reality Mm -hmm. but this is the difference and this is kind of also the addition and this is why i feel you can only offer that if you have a firm experience of that that's Mm -hmm. why i say if you want to do spiritual psychotherapy you have to experience that it's not a method you learn and then you can go out there Mm-hmm. You have to become that mm-hmm. because how can you open a room of essence if you're not resting in essence? And that's why I also say in the curriculum, in the in the continuous education to the people, for me, it was not just going into another method. It was a whole change of lifestyle. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not taking more than three or four people uh, as clients I'm, I'm not working every day in the same, you know, I, I teach yoga, then I give meditation, I do workshops and retreats. Mm-hmm. And, and my whole, my whole being is becoming that. So it's not, yeah, a piece of cake. I mean, it's beautiful, <laughs> but in a way, if, if you do that, you are also really ready to say, okay, whatever it needs. That's also mm-hmm. a very spiritual, strong spiritual path to say, whatever it needs. Mm-hmm. to awaken to the self i'm gonna do it mm-hmm. and in a way it's the invitation for those kind of people who are working yeah. therapeutically but who also feel like hey it's time for a for something mm-hmm. more, you know? mm-hmm. beautiful so <laughs> so you just said who it's for it's perfect <laughs> <laughs> what else do you have uh, happening this year do you have a retreat again at mandali Yeah, I'm I'm giving an Easter retreat at Mandali. Mm-hmm. It's already fully booked, actually. Ooh. Yeah, it's a silent retreat with yoga, meditation, satsang, and nature walks. And I'm just opening up a new um, retreat in uh, in the fall in Switzerland. It's also going to be a silent retreat in a new location above uh, Lake Thun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with the view on tune you can check it out on mm-hmm. my website if you're interested and then of course we still have our um, events with deeper in the summer we go out with tents in the in ticino mm-hmm. uh, for two weeks um, camping and retreats there with creativity dance and meditation and then same in uh, christmas time again also with deeper yeah Great. And so, uh, I'm I'm not getting bored. <laughs> no, I imagine. <laughs> That's why I have to cut my private practice a bit down, yeah, you know, yeah. because it's really, you know, I also went through some health issues lately. Mm-hmm. And this is this is also we talked in the beginning about this. This is also 
part of the spiritual life. It's not that, you know, once you awaken to who you are, you are going to be happy and all is good. No, you go through strong stuff, mm-hmm. but you're ready to face it. You're mm-hmm. ready to listen. Okay, what does it want to t- tell me? And it told me loud and clear, you have to cut down mm-hmm. from how much you do. No choice. I think it's always a good idea to do less. <laughs> I really do. It's my my life philosophy. <laughs> to do what? To cut down? To do, to do less. Yeah, we, I think yeah. we do way too much, for sure. There's this nice book called The Age of Less. It's more focused mm-hmm. on having less, you know, having mm-hmm. less good stuff. Also, yeah. And totally. it's beautiful. It yeah. shows that, yeah, people are m- more happy if they're not so yeah. focused on having on having more. Yeah. But it's difficult if everything is so interesting, you know, that it's like, okay, okay, yeah. everything is interesting, but still cut it down. And that's what we were um, talking off podcast. I was just telling you that I got a job just before recording the podcast. Right. And I've been looking intensely for the past week or few weeks but really this week a lot and I noticed that I was giving my attention and energy in all the directions possible and after a few days of intensely doing this I was like yeah no this this is not gonna work (laughs) it cannot be this and I know since I just told you yeah it's my motto it's my to to do less i know i have to focus on not just one thing but not many more things you know like hmm. focusing the energy the, the attention to not everywhere and yeah. all the things yeah. and that's the beauty what i responded now is that's the beauty of this crossover of spirituality and work on yourself or psychotherapy that on one hand, you can always come back to your mm. center and realize, ah, I don't even have to do anything. You know, I mean, this job came to you through yeah. somebody. So mm-hmm. in a way, or I just heard from a person, she just got her instrument that she wished for and it came. And sometimes it doesn't come, you know, but somehow on that level, we can yeah. relax and always come back to that. Yeah. And on the other level, as long as we are in this body, our personality, our conditioning will will play out. And that one with you, it's maybe getting nervous with me is wanting to do too many things. And then, you know, and then once you have strong issues like health issues Mm -hmm. or financial issues, those are strong teachers. Mm -hmm. You know, I always say we always long for liberation, happiness, for all these blissful states, which are nice. But I feel those hard lessons, they're just as valid because my cough, my issue, my health issue, I was putting her or him on on a chair and I asked, what do you want to tell me? Mm -hmm. I mean, this is really the spiritual uh, action you can do. You can ask the symptom, what is it that Mm -hmm. you want from Mm -hmm. me? And the cough always said, hey, I'm going to be in your face until you learn it, (laughs) until you cool down and you follow. And now slowly, slowly is leaving me. And it's, you know, it might not always go that way, but you can get interested for those teachings. Especially, or especially, yeah, I guess mental, I don't know so much, but especially body things that you might Mm. get, illnesses or whatever, pain, it's often, yeah, it's so interesting to ask. But this need, this, yeah, you need to have, um, you need to be able to listen to what it it says. It may be, I don't know, you probably have done that for a long time, but maybe at the beginning when you put your your cough on a chair, maybe you were like, yeah, what, what am I doing? Like, what is this? Or maybe you, you were already so familiar with that kind of work that you saw it right away but for me it was a real practice to be able to come out of the head and start to listen to this really subtle thing that tells you or maybe you see it or you feel it or a word comes or 
whatever. Yeah. yeah, it's very valid what you say because we tend to over overhear that little voice because first it's very yeah. tiny little yeah. voice, you know, and then once the symptoms get bigger, it gets mm -hmm. louder, you can't mm -hmm. avoid. Mm -hmm. But still, you know, how our society functions is like, if I'm having illness, I'm running to the doctor, I'm getting medicine, and I think, okay, this this is going to heal me. And of course, mm -hmm. medicine is very valid. I also went to the doctor and I mm -hmm. think it's valid to check check out what's wrong mm -hmm. on that level. But then again, if they don't find enough or if they don't find the whole truth, then it's very interesting. And this is self-empowering to and mm -hmm. also taking responsibility on and saying, yeah. hey, what can I do to heal? Yeah. Yeah. Because we tend to put that all out to the medical doctors mm -hmm. and, and the medicine, etc. And, and you know, I mean, this is a whole other talk. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know what I'm going to say? Yeah? It's good. You know, the whole pharma industry, we're living in Basel now, is like one of the centers of the pharma industry. Yes. And, you know, thanks, because at least we don't, you know, whatever. Whatever. Have to pay too much, uh, you know, <laughs> steuern and all that. <laughs> anyway, but they're, of course, interested not in in healthy people i mean this is very strong to say but you know and this all is also connected with the diagnostic manuals and these same people sitting in those areas anyway but we are not having a society based on how can we get self-responsible to heal ourselves mm -hmm. we are living in a society where oh we want to have this and this and if we are not feeling well we are getting medication and the the ones who produce medication are interested to have a lot of, uh, you know, sales in the medication. Mm -hmm. So it's really a change of, of view and to mm -hmm. say, okay, I take some of the responsibility back and, and I just start to listen, like you mm -hmm. say. Mm -hmm. What does this, I love this. little yeah. voice say? And we have to get serious also about this voice because if we over tend to overhear that voice and it gets louder and louder and we don't want to hear it, it will create symptoms. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And what I have experienced and I see in my surrounding, the symptoms, they're getting strong sometimes. So I really suggest to really listen, to learn to listen to this yeah. voice. At the beginning. <laughs> as soon as you can, exactly. <laughs> Come to but, meditation. Yeah. It, no? <laughs> but, and yoga. Yeah, uh, yoga, exactly. And psychotherapy for your, yes. for your mind. Yes. Yeah, I think, you know, the way we do it is like getting medication to heal faster, to be able to do faster as well, you know, mm. to do all the things. And that's why I say, yeah, no, doing less is amazing for the body. Yeah. yeah. And I think I did one video on my YouTube channel, BB Free, which is called the anti-career. Mm. And of course, watch that. No. <laughs> You might like it. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> and this is really about that. This is like, hey, if I'm really true to what's calling, if I'm really a seeker of who I truly am, I have to be true to myself. And then maybe that means living with less, earning a bit less, less clients, but more space for yeah. what really wants to come out of, yeah. of me, what, what I have to offer to the world. And of course... Again, the society is not so interested in that because people who, who do a lot, they're the motor of the economy. So just to see that, you know, and so in a way, if you exit that, if we both say work less, we are not part of this motor anymore. No, but we are part, part of this engine, electric engine of the new consciousness. And that's what I burn for, you know, this wave of the new consciousness which is already coming behind this old world still mm -hmm. functioning, you know, mm -hmm. but it's, yeah. it's not functioning so well anymore. Mm -mm. So we can already create, co-create the new, the yeah. new wave. Yeah. It's beautiful. New consciousness. Yeah. On the one hand, I want to finish on that, but I still have something to say about um, those little voices or the, this little whisper, this really subtle whisper because I think it's it's everything <laughs> to get to know yourself and I've been I started to do a, an exercise that Lee Harris maybe you know him uh, American 
channeler and musician. And uh, anyway, he says, uh, ask your soul. You, you can journal and you can ask your soul um, what it wants to tell you today. Hmm. And I've been trying and, you know, it's weird, of course, and sometimes nothing comes. But I, I notice for me, it's not so much in the writing that it comes, but it's in those while I'm writing the question, I'm already, I maybe see something or think of something. And it's so subtle, this little thought, this little image that you can miss it so easily, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's those in-between, I don't even know how to explain it, but yeah. Does it make sense? Yes, yes. It speaks a lot to me and I, I like this exercise. Um, my experience is the more space I, I make, the more I'm in a natural meditative space, the moment you decide to do this exercise, maybe your whole organism already mm -hmm. uh, settles down. Yep. And once the nervous system settles down, you're already in a slight trance, in a slight hypnoid. And in that slight trance, you're very receptive for the voices and the messages of, we could say, existence or the universe or the true self. So I myself uh, got many many uh, inputs like that from just these free spaces either mm -hmm. i sit in meditation or i walk but the importance for me is that i have space yeah because i cannot just between the gym and cooking say okay now i'm listening to the, the voice of my soul where is it <laughs> where is it you exactly <laughs> yes yeah exactly. you have to make space and this in a way needs that you give it some value that you say hey you know what this other stuff, what I all have to do, and I can spend my whole life doing stuff. Besides that, I need to start to make space for this little voice. I really like it. It's like a little being. And I want that because I want to give that more value. And where I put my focus, this will grow. Yeah. And just to say on this note, this whole curriculum, my continuous education, spiritual psychotherapy, it came to me during covid Wow. in the COVID time because I had so much space mm -hmm. and I was just you know here and all of a sudden it was really like downloaded it was like that's I just amazing. wrote four, four, four papers and then it was the structure was there it was like okay that's there amazing. I'm gonna do it in this structure and I didn't do it you know so I think that's the magic that can happen yeah. it's like your book also no it came to same. you like that same all the episodes, I was in a silent month, one month, and they just came through me. And mm -hmm. I also had the feeling I didn't write them. Sometimes it wrote, and I was like, mm? <laughs> okay, it just wrote, you know. Yeah. That's a really beautiful yeah. state, yeah. I love it. I think I think many writers maybe have that, you know. I can't imagine. I think so because it's I can tell you it's so hard to write a book when you Yeah, don't because have you're that. <laughs> because you're on it, right? You're on it right well, now. Yeah, let's see. No, yeah. but even, you know, I'm always super amazed by fiction writers because mm -hmm. I can't do it. I want I thought I wanted to do it. Well, well I, there's a whole other topic that I would love to share, but we don't have time for that, but I, I, they must be channeling it's not possible to come up with those things just with your own brain I think it's it's just yeah thank you for sharing I think that's how it should be you know I really feel otherwise it's you're just struggling so much you know yeah. if you think okay I'm gonna do a program okay but what oh how should I make it you know yeah like and, you know, it explains also on that note why so many artists and writers, you know, they're not making a living of it, of their, you know, a lot of them, they can't make a living of what, of their art or of their writing or, you know, for example, Giacometti and, and a lot of writers were very, or, or artists were very poor in their lifetime, mm -hmm. only later they got famous, but it's in a way it, you feel that they have no choice. It's the same call. It's like a calling to follow something, you know, to, to follow that, even if it costs my life, even if it, if it costs, mm -hmm. I mean, of course, you want to self-contain yourself, but I really feel it's a, it's a similar calling just to follow their true little voice that they really listen to. And they say, mm -hmm. no, I have to write. Mm -hmm. 
you know, even George Orwell, who wrote this book, 1984, I just mm -hmm. looked uh, an emission on him and he was very ill. He had tuberculosis in the end, mm -hmm. but he knew I need to write this book, 1984, which is, was this vision of control state. Yeah. And he was sick in his bed with a heavy typing machine on his lap. And he was typing basically day and night just to like an obsessed, you know, but yeah. he knew this book, I need to finish this book. Yeah. And it's in, it's in a way, I, I feel it's a similar drive, you know, like just I have to follow that why I'm here. I have so much to say. <laughs> <laughs> this morning I was at yoga and I... I felt so good in my body. I felt I was so flexible and I haven't been for the past uh, four or five years. It's been, it felt stiff. I had back pain. I had muscle contraction. I had, even when I was at your retreat, I was so in pain physically. It was great. I had a lot of fun. I loved it. I, I loved everything about it, but I was so in pain. Mm -hmm. And I think it's because, and I don't know if I've shared that with you, but yeah, maybe I did in the car on the way back. But I said, I, I thought the whole time, I should do retreats. Why don't I do retreats? Yeah. No, mm -hmm. I should not do retreats, you know, because I put so much pressure on myself and my body hates it. And this morning in class, while I was practicing, I was like, oh, my God. Maybe because I just shared that I just got the job and I, I've been going through a process in the past few weeks, months, that I thought, hey, you know what? I'm just going to go back to a normal job and I'm going to, oh, it's hard. It's it's vulnerable to share that on the podcast, but I think it's going to be valuable for, for people to hear I thought, yeah, I I got this. I, I I didn't think I went through a process of deconditioning my own self of thinking that entrepreneurship was better than being employed and thinking, oh, being a yoga teacher is so cool, or an entrepreneur, or a coach, or a therapist. And I really thought, hey, you know what? I'm just gonna go back to a normal job and. Because I used to feel much better in my body when I used to do that, even though my mind didn't like it too much, but um, my body felt really great. And, and I thought, oh my God, maybe it was just that. Maybe it was the pressure I put on myself to be an entrepreneur and to make it as an entrepreneur. And I did not so far. <laughs> Financially, I mean, huh? Financially. So which is what is the highest value in society so um, yeah i realized yeah. that and because so, yeah. because for me you are an entrepreneur no you're having your podcast you're doing it <laughs> i understand you're not earning mm -hmm. money or much money with it but mm -hmm. but yeah you for, for me you are it and it's it's true how do we define it mm -hmm. But yeah. it's, I think it's a very important task that you're adding now is this um, <clears throat> acceptance of what is, that it's very important. And a lot of people also who go, come to psychotherapy, they have to wish for change mm -hmm. or they want to achieve what they wish for, mm -hmm. or, you mm -hmm. know, self-empowerment and mm -hmm. all the coaching, everything is based on that. Of course, it has its place. But I, I feel this process of self-acceptance is not so a, such a loud, funny part of it, but it's so valid. Mm -hmm. And it's different, like we said before, it's different than those um, artists who know you, who are obsessed and they know I have to write this book and this is my goal, mm -hmm. I'm going to do mm -hmm. it and I'm going to die. Mm -hmm. Because he died right one year later, this George uh, uh, Orwell. But it's it's a different process and i find i myself i also find find myself in this process which is my teacher always said this is to become very human you know to even even after awakening to to come back into mm -hmm. full humanness mm -hmm. and to own that hey I'm just like all the others, even if <laughs> yes. I'm doing retreat. <laughs> you know, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I was in the mountains on the weekend. And I was like, 
I felt like a failure, you know, and I really felt, and it was so important to feel that mm -hmm. because people perceive me a lot like, mm -hmm. ah, she's having mm -hmm. success and doing retreats. Mm -hmm. But I felt a deep sense of failure, you know, in all the areas of my life where I failed. And many things came and I was just there. And I remember I was on a breakfast table in a hotel and I was just crying. And I just felt like I need to feel that. Yeah. Yeah. Because this is coming back into full humanness. And yeah. even though I'm the vast universe, I'm going through as a human being yeah. experiences of deep failure. Mm -hmm. And I feel this is so valid and so important. And thank you so much for sharing it. And thank you too. And I think it shows exactly that we all feel that, you know, yeah. no matter what you did, achieved or do it's it, we all feel it on a certain level at a certain point and it's normal actually and even the most successful people feel mm -hmm. it most mm -hmm. probably and that's the thing and i fell into this trap so many times mm -hmm. that i thought okay these people in hollywood or these people with yeah, yeah. big families and wealth they have it it's just a lie yeah yeah but i have to tell it to myself yeah I, me so too fun. <laughs> Me too, you know, I've been thinking since in my early 20s already, I thought, okay, I'm going to get my shit together, I'm going to get a good job, and I'm going to, and I'm like, no, I will never be like that. Well, now I, I got a good job, but I will, too often, I think, and it comes back to what you said about your core self, I listen to other people and what they think and what they do, and I see only the area where... I don't excel and where maybe they excel. But then I just compare those those parts and then I forget all the other areas in my life where I excel, actually, you know? Yeah, you just, we tend to compare ourselves just in, yeah. in one thing. And that's why I think it has been Buddha who said it. I'm not sure, but I think it was, was him saying, surround yourself with like-minded people. Surround yourself with like-minded people. Doesn't mean you should not have people around you with which are different. But if you're on this path, and we can mm. say maybe 20% of the population are on this path, 80% mm -hmm. live in an ordinary lifestyle mm -hmm. based on materialism, etc. So I feel it's very important because I can see it in myself. If I'm too much with people based on outer values, mm -hmm. I'm getting like a you know, something is mm -hmm. like activated in me and I'm mm -hmm. coming home and feeling like shit. Mm -hmm. And I'm like feeling like I'm I'm missing out. But as soon as I'm home, I'm realizing, no, I have everything. You know, yeah. but yeah. I realized that I have to be careful with this, this yeah. body mind organism because mm -hmm. it gets, I also say that in my training, it gets more and more sensitive. Mm -hmm. Once you get more spiritual, you get more mm -hmm. sensitive. I have in human design, open emotional center, so all that stuff gets into me. So I can I can go in these realms because I'm living in the world, but I have to dose that right. I have to go yeah. in and out because otherwise I'm I'm a mess afterwards. Yeah. As a person, of course, I'm a mess. <laughs> not not as a core. <laughs> <laughs> no, totally. I, I and I feel like with COVID, it also made us more sensitive. But even just I think this year is really for me about learning to follow my my little voice you know the thing mm. that says hey no I'm gonna do this shit everybody else thinks it's crazy I don't give a fuck I'm yeah. gonna do it you know yes Owning baby it. yeah <laughs> tomorrow oh my god what am I doing <laughs> and the day after yes I've got this yeah it's just also normal but I I feel that getting older helps, you know, with that. Mm -hmm. To notice your patterns, to notice when you felt good, when you didn't feel good, why, and all this. Oh, I love you so much, Ophelia. <laughs> You're such a... Yeah, I just see you follow your 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 way, and it's there's no doubt that this is gonna. It's just gonna be beautiful. It's already beautiful. You know, it is already beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, if I if I don't stress, it's beautiful, you know. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs>
if people want to see you in yoga class they can come to be yoga be yoga exactly on a tuesday i do a lunch vinyasa flow 12 15 yeah otherwise the retreats or the workshops or uh the ausbildung the training and now march you can go on my website maybe you will link it or i don't know i will link yeah. it yeah, yeah. sure Thank you and so that, much. Yeah, thank yeah. you so much. Hopefully, it's always so inspiring yeah. to talk yeah. to you with your beautiful wide horizon. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. And thank you all for listening.